1: Hey, friendos! Steve here. And Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Available wherever podcasts can be found. And, of course, taped live at the Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash Stephen Larson, where tonight we'll be live reacting to A.W.'s anniversary show. Should be a lot of fun. Tony Khan was really... Uh, 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 talking it up today, either on Twitter, or maybe in an interview. I don't know. I saw some stuff. Yeah, an he had he had interview
2: with uh, PW Insider. Ah, there you go. A little bit.
1: Awesome. We should bring him on the show here, going and on, man. Definitely should. That'd should. be great. I'll just call. Hey, I'll just text him right now. I'll. T- hey, TK. Fair enough. S H here. Come on by. Swing by. Um, and uh, so that should be a lot of fun. Just some good matches on the card. We're gonna. I'm, I'm putting up my. Larson's on road from milk. So he's looking to score that AW title. I went from Ultimo to nothing. Now I'm on the road back to Ultimo. Yeah, man. Uh, So that should be a lot of fun. Uh, And then, of course, we're going to recap it afterwards. Uh, Some sort of huge announcement to be made tonight. We're going to talk about what that possibly can be in a second. And we're going to talk about, of course, the debut of WWE. Sorry, pro wrestling's newest, brightest star, Tony D'Angelo on NXT 2.0. Uh, uh, but first, want to let you know uh, if you are if you like going in raw in the audio realm and you want the show ad-free, there's two ways to do that. Number one, $3 a month at goinginraw.supercast.tech. Or if you want our bonus content, two episodes every single week. The numbers don't lie and power rank. Uh, you can get those as well as All of the shows ad free at patreon.com forward slash Steve and Larson. Really quick. Want to give a quick shout out to a couple of new patrons that we've got. Dan Simone, Terry Smith and Ian B. Thank you very much for your support. I think there's a couple other names here. What is this? Uh, Olivier Trottier, Isaiah Peralta. Thank you very much for your support. We really appreciate. Thank you so much. It. Tomorrow Thanks, should be interesting. You. The Undertaker is on the numbers don't lie. He's not a guest. We're going to analyze the Undertaker.
2: Yeah, I was on like, the, the yeah, numbers don't lie. Got the Undertaker on.
1: All right, guys. Who didn't give me a ten on everything? Time for your last ride. Sorry, Sorry Mark. Mark. I got. I got.
2: I got to be honest
1: here. You're not. You're not tens across you're, the board. You're like a seven and a half in ring, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> That's literally the exact number I have. <laughs> you're, you're probably, look, your promos are serviceable, but they've never yeah. been great. <laughs> nope. You might get a six on that and kind of feel lucky about it. Legacy 10, though. Really good Legacy. Anyways. Anyways. That's too much of a preview for you guys. It's a I mean, spoiler gave right half there. the
2: scores, if not more, yeah, right?
1: Anyways. Uh, so, yeah. Let's talk about that AEW anniversary show. So, uh, yes. some huge announcement. What's up with this?
2: So uh, in an interview, sorry, in an interview with PW Insider's Mike Johnson, promote tonight's anniversary show, Tony Khan mentioned that he's got some announcements in store for us, is what Tony had to say. Quote, uh, so there's a lot of great wrestling. I'm going to have some fun announcements, and it's going to be a really special show. And I can tell you right now, I have one huge announcement on the show. He says later on, it's been something a long time coming. I'm very excited about it, proud of it. It'll really add to the company. Oh, sorry, add a lot to the company. I think a
1: lot of titles, like three. It's gonna be a trio's title, right?
2: That'd be my guess. Yes, yeah,
1: trios probably five. a trio. I mean, there. I know there was the, God, what was it? A report, rumor? What was it about the uh, the women's title? Did he even did he acknowledge that, or was that just a rumor that was out? there?
2: I believe that was just uh, uh, a report. Chatter out there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, so there. yeah, I mean, I, I it could be. I mean, it could be both. It could be one. Could be the other. But you got to figure, man. They got so many people. I think that a trio's title is, is kind of overdue, to be honest with you. Uh,
2: yeah, that's something they've been, they've been asked about and, and have have mentioned. Mm-hmm. When asked about it several times, that's something that's a possibility. You know, uh, uh, Tony Khan has also talked about doing a, a huge show in the United Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Doesn't, uh, doesn't his, his dad own uh, Fulham? That's the, the, the yeah. soccer team? Yeah, yeah. Fulham sorry, the football team? FC,
1: I think, yeah. Yeah.
2: Uh, football the, club. That, yeah, um, and having a show at their stadium. Um, it'd be something else if they announced a huge stadium show here in the states, you know, whether it be in Jacksonville or elsewhere. Mm-hmm. I mean, they got to be feeling pretty good about the 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 houses they've been filling of late. United Center selling that place out, yeah. Arthur Ashe Stadium selling that place out. If they could find a time and place to do a huge stadium show, mm-hmm. that could be pretty neat.
1: Yeah, that'd be pretty big. That'd be that'd be a pretty big deal. Um, yeah. yeah, that's good stuff. I wanted to point this out before I forget. Uh, we do have some new Halloween merchandise available at friendomerch.com. And I just got this one in the mail because I got a sample. And I was shocked. You know, it used to be that you get a digital, uh, like digital on demand uh, print up shirt. And like the, this looks like a screen printed shirt. This looks amazing. This is one of the designs that we have up right now. Look at the colors on that, man. That pops. It's spooky because it's for the Halloween. But look at that. Yeah. It's got the green. It's got the purple. It's got the orange. That's just one of three new designs that we've got there at uh, the shop. We got a couple stickers up with some of those logos, too. So you can check that at friendomerch.com. It's it's, it's good stuff.
2: It is good stuff. It looks slogan like great stuff. That.
1: It's friend- yeah. It's uh, some great stuff. It's yeah. Some great stuff. Um, let's talk about this really quick before we get into the NXT. I just wanted to bring this up, advertise it a little bit for us, but also very exciting stuff. Fans are coming back to NXT UK. Now, I know a yes. lot of people out there obviously don't. Uh, watch NXT UK. Uh, it's a shame because it's a thoroughly entertaining one-hour show. We talked about this during the pre-show. I think any company out there, any wrestling company out there worth their salt should be able to put on a one-hour weekly show and no pay-per-views. And it, because if NXT UK has done it, you can do it too. Because they have done it successfully throughout the pandemic. No pay-per-view or no network specials, whatever you want to no call takeovers. them. takeovers. No takeovers. We're still waiting on that Dublin one. I think that was the one that was next on tap. Yeah. Uh, still waiting on Walter versus Finn Balor. Evidently, that's not going to happen. Well, um, unless Walter ends up on Raw somehow. That'd be awesome. Um, but, uh, but yeah, we watch NXT UK every Thursday uh, as our part of our watch along uh, on Thursdays at noon. It's a lot mm-hmm. of fun. Usually we have like 100 friendos. Let's try to get a couple more of those friendos yeah. uh, here in the house. Because especially, man, uh, a lot of the stuff they got going on there. Uh, is a lot of fun, and uh, uh, you know to to see fans there. Those UK fans are always just top notch, yeah, really top notch. I'm really looking forward yeah. to seeing what they bring, what kind of energy they bring to the BT Sport Arena there mm-hmm. in, uh,
2: mm-hmm. I'm assuming
1: London. I don't know
2: where they. I are. would think so, but I I don't Maybe. know for sure. Yeah, could don't be. know for sure. All right, let's get into this NXT recap, Steve. I'm sure you want to talk about the the the, the top news coming out of the episode, which is, of oh, course, man, yeah, Braun Breaker. Yeah versus Tommaso Ciampa yeah. for that NXT title in three weeks' time at Halloween Havoc. you got to assume Braun Breaker is going to be your next champion in, in three weeks. Yes?
1: Uh, pr- probably. I mean, I, I I need a little bit more info. I mean, look, all signs point to, yeah, they're hot-shotting 2.0. Um, although, last night, there was an opportunity to put the tag titles on Briggs & Jensen – uh, you know, the, the it was Briggs and Jensen, it was Grizzled Young Vets, it was MSK, and who was the fourth team? It was team? Uh, Carmelo and uh, and Trick. And they're 2.0 as well, and they didn't do that. So MSK, and then at the end of the show, a team uh, uh, that's decidedly not 2.0, Imperium, attacks. So there does seem, it's, it's, it's hot-shotting, but it's kind of not also. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Do you think they know? Do you think they know for certain yes or no?
2: I guess part of the question is had Samoa Joe not gotten hurt, would it make it more or less likely that, because I think Braun was going to be the first 2.0 contender for the title regardless. I agree with that. I agree Um, with that. If Joe hadn't had to, to vacate the title, would that, so he walks into Halloween Havoc as champion, does that scenario make it more or less likely that Braun would win? Because Joe would have had the belt, you know, what three, four more weeks than Champa will, will have had it by then. I would, I would
1: say with all the utmost certainty I could have without knowing anything about going on back backstage, that Champa is simply like you take one guy. It plans were the exact same.
2: Yeah, that's what I'm, that's what I'm getting at. That's yeah. what I'm getting at. Yeah. Um. So that's. So my point was, if you're pretty, if 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 posed with that question, if my answer was f- a fairly confident, uh, yes, Braun would still be. Uh, uh, scheduled to win the title had Joe still been champion and there's no reason for me to think that Braun still wouldn't be uh, in line to win now the champ is champion because as you said I think uh, Samoa Joe got hurt they just took Champa put him in that spot they'll continue booking as planned and whatever's supposed to happen to Halloween Havoc will still happen
1: I'm gonna say yeah I'm gonna say they're gonna do the title change I'm gonna say they're gonna do that and here's why there's nobody else in 2.0 that's kind of close to where well besides Tony D'Angelo. But Braun Breaker, I can I understand. I after watching this for a couple weeks now, I get that Braun Breaker is the most ready guy. I don't I still need to see a lot more to understand if he's going to come across as a as a real human or if he's just going to be Scott Steiner 2.0 and like just sort of a meme wrestler. Um but out of everybody, I understand, for example, why it's not, I think, I'll put his way, I think Odyssey Jones has the most potential out of everybody. I think he's got the most potential to be a person that can go healer or face, that can be devastating in the ring. Um, he's got tons of charisma. I do think that he just needs to develop a little bit more. He needs a yeah, bit yeah. more of an identity. Bron Breaker has an identity. It's the Steiner's. I mean, it's there. Yeah. It's just that's who he yeah. is. It is. It is. He seems comfortable in front of people. Um, mm-hmm. He seems comfortable in front of the mic. He understands mm-hmm. who he is. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when faced up against a guy like Von Wagner, who was you know mumbly mumbles last night, like, I don't know who this guy is at all. Um, he likes to
2: hit a tire with a sledgehammer. That's what I know about him. And and he has like and and
1: he has he seems to really like Kyle O'Reilly for reasons that he specified, but I still don't understand. Um, Ridge Holland's moving heart. on. He's got heart. Yeah, I guess he's got heart. That's, but we all, we all do. We all have a heart. No, he, that's he, all no, he doesn't say anatomically yeah. correct. You know,
2: well, he didn't say you, you have a heart, which yeah. is, as you mentioned, factual for everybody, right? Scientific heart,
1: oh, you know, like metaphorically. Kind of okay. Yes. Well,
2: yeah. Um, and I think everybody does have that, but I guess Von Wagner thinks Kyle O'Reilly has more than the average person. Yeah. Or heart.
1: I mean, dude, it's clear that like it, it's Braun Breaker, and then they have to sort of wait for everybody else to get there.
2: I'll 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 interrupt here for a second to posit this because uh, Vermillion says I think Braun gets too cocky and loses the match. Here's a, a, a potential wild card to be entered to the the whole fray is that uh, uh, Joe Gacy stepped up to Champa and said I want a shot at that too. Champa says, "All right, championship contender match next week. If you beat me, sure, you can be in the match." Now, what could happen is if Somehow, Gacy beats Champa next week. Is in the match, and then Champa pins him to retain the title. And they push on Braun. And rather than uh, uh, you know having the, the 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 passing of the torch to a two guy happen so soon, you know maybe they have Ciampa involved some some uh, uh, feuds with one point oh talents. Yeah. Pete Dunne, Kyle O'Reilly, so on and so forth. Yeah, while these 2.0 talents develop a bit more and down the road, Braun Breaker can say, yeah, you won that match. You didn't pin me. We never had our one-on-one battle. Let's do that. And then that's where Braun Breaker finally. Won. It, I, I, love, possibility.
1: I love that you brought up Joe Gacy because you're totally right. He is a wild card. He's totally getting in that match. And, and you might be completely right with your prediction right here. Um, Joe Gacy is the other guy who completely understands what he's doing. Um, We'll talk about him when we get to him, but Joe Gacy has a presence that you cannot deny. He might be, they might be doing him a disservice with the creative, or they're doing something that could be very interesting. I don't have faith that WWE would pull off interesting with this type of material, so I'm leaning towards they're simply doing him a disservice. But I, I do want to talk about that in a little bit when we get to him. Um, but clearly, the guy number one, the guy's been wrestling for 16 years, and that was like that was my also my takeaway from last night is that let me let me run down these matches really quick. So we had okay that one that one. I don't were there any matches that were straight up 2.0 guys versus 2.0 guys? Uh, I don't check. think there was.
0: Pete Dunn versus um, Cameron
1: Grimes, Tony D'Angelo versus Malik Blade. Okay, the Tony D'Angelo match, and that was, technically speaking, the worst match of them. But otherwise, I thought the wrestling last night. I thought last night's episode was a big step up from the week before.
2: I thought the first hour definitely was. I thought the first hour was actually a fairly decent hour of wrestling. I thought the second hour started to to uh, fell into a bit of a lull. After that, mm-hmm. I just thought it just kind of dragged starting around hour.
1: where I'm looking at the at the breakdown right here. Um, like I feel
2: speaking. like
1: was Pete Dunn versus Cameron Grunt. No,
2: that was in the second hour. Um, I kind of felt like it was. First, it was it was so he had two video packages back to back. You had the core Jade one, which is good. Mm-hmm. And then you had the Duke Hudson one. <laughs> where He's a, a, a professional poker player now, oh, like a gimmick yeah. that is like 20 years. Yeah past its relevancy yeah. almost. Yeah. And I felt like right there is like this juxtaposition in my mind what NXT 2.0 I think wants to be with the Core Jade stuff because it's her and she's running her skateboard. Yeah. And it was yeah. it was well done. I thought it was it, really no, well done. it was. It was. Yeah, it reminded me kind of and like then the you
1: subculture had the, stuff, yeah.
2: And then you had the Duke cousin thing which if if not for the the improved fidelity of the of the of the visuals could have been produced in 1992. You know what it looked like, dude? No, it's right. You're right.
1: So like these days when 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 shows from like the mid '90s go to streaming services, they'll often yeah. like up the resolution, uh, yeah. they like present it the way like it was originally shot, like Star Trek. That's the wrong reason. I know they do that Star Trek.
2: They take the 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 the, the masters. And yeah, then, so and,
1: you can see it, and like and the, them, It's yeah. a lot higher fidelity. Um, yeah. it this look literally like it was shot in 1994, the Duke Hudson thing, and they just they just they just use the master. They like remastered it. That's what it looked like. It was like the weird, soft, pornoy lighting. Like, I was watching, guys, before 2.0, I was watching uh, uh, Pluto TV Star Trek channel, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know why they call it a Star Trek channel, because there's only Next Generation. They don't run anything else on that channel, because they know Next Generation does the best. Um, and so, but it's like from the 90s, right? And I flipped it over to 2.0, and Lacey comes in, and that Duke Hudson thing is on there. She's like, is this still Star Trek? And I'm like, it looks like it. It looks like something filmed in the mid nineties. And he kind of looks like with that, that, that vest he was wearing without a shirt underneath. I'm like, yeah, I can see that. It's
2: bad. It was bad. Yeah. And so you just have, you know, NXT 2.0 right there. Back to back in two video packages, mm-hmm. you know, stuff that's working. That's good. And then the stuff that just is is literally like they're just trying to throw stuff at the wall and see if it sticks. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, Getting back to Braun Breaker, I think that they, I I, I had said this at the outset, I said Braun is going to be the first guy to win the championship, assuming he doesn't basically fuck up on the way there, meaning they're going to trot him out, give him some promos, have him be in the ring, you know, here and there. And if he doesn't massively goof it up, then yeah, he's probably going to be the first guy because they probably see it backstage. They probably see it in the performance center. Definitely um and so far he's passed the test um mm-hmm. unless they see something out there that we don't see but uh i could see maybe adding gacy to the match is them allowing more time to really get a feel okay is this the guy that we're going to crown because they might it's it's entirely possible that they look at joe gacy the fact that he did make the news um He does, I think, have a more compelling screen presence than Braun Breaker. They might want to go with him just be just for the buzzworthy nature of it. He's something that everybody has an opinion about. Like Braun Breaker, everybody's just like, oh, yeah, great. It's Steiner. Joe Gacy, everybody has an opinion on him. Either they're trying to figure him out. They hate him. They love it. What have you? Everybody has an opinion on Joe Gacy. They might have tossed him in the match to become the first champion.
2: And uh, another, another uh, uh, wild card in the whole thing is, so we had uh, uh, Parker Boudreaux make his debut. Was his name now Gunnar Harland? Last we heard, it was Gunnar Harland. Yeah, so he was, so Gacy's taking his leave for uh, after his match against, after beating uh, uh, Ikemen And he's he's walking down the ramp, standing up in the crowd is is, is Gunnar Harland, or whatever his name's going to be, but they had him shave his head. He looked a bit... Nails ish. He, he had looked like, like Michael Rooker. He, he looked like Michael Rooker. He he actually does literally
1: look like Michael Rooker, but he was wearing like a sleeveless, it looked like a sleeveless like prison shirt,
2: you know? Like it, it yeah, was like it was a hard worker's to tell, He, was, was, like he a, was just standing there with his arms crossed. Yeah. It was hard to tell. So, do you want to hear my theory on sure, Joe Gacy? Sure. And, I, and, and I don't want I'm sure I'm sure you really want to talk about Tony D'Angelo. We'll get to that in a second, but yes, give me your fan theory.
1: Yeah, there's actually a lot to talk about with NXT 2.0 this week. Just because we're, we're trying to figure it. Out. And by I, I'm past. I am past what they did. All right, you, I I can't look at it through the lens of what the hell did WWE do? You know, you got it's like okay, now we're we have the show, and we have it is to judge what it it. Is.
2: We got to move. We got
1: to yes. judge it based on its own merits. Yes. Um so, and, and it is interesting to watch from the standpoint of we're not just watching wrestlers learn because they do have prominent pieces that have been around for a while like mm-hmm. Nick Jiro versus Joe Gacy I thought it was a fine match last night a little short but it was a fine match I don't want anybody to take this the wrong way but and so just take this for what I think it might be here's my fan theory on Joe Gacy what if he's a reformed proud boy He kind of has the look (laughs) like the haircut, and the beard kind of has the look. Right. And he's coming out and being so obvious about like literally in his Tron, it says inclusivity. Uh, 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 What was the other other, like another one? It was like uh, resistance or something like that. And it's all these buzzwords. And it's like, I really doubt it's that because WWE has no idea what to do with that. But like. Then he goes and he sees this dude staring at him. What if him and Gunnar Harland have, like, a history? And what if he's like, hey, man, what happened to you? What, what's ter- what have you turned into? Like, I have no clue if that's what they're going for, but, like, I see it and I'm like... He's doing a really bad impersonation of what I guess they think is, like, Antifa or something like that. I don't know what it's supposed to be. A social justice warrior, whatever you want to call it. But he's being, like... it. <laughs> And like, what if he's, what if he's like trying to, what if he's trying to run away from what he used to be and he's doing it in a really clunky way because he doesn't quite grasp the idea of what he's saying because he also sort of comes out, comes off like that. Like he's a guy, he doesn't really grasp what he's talking about. Literally, he's a contradiction saying, this is a safe space. This is, I want to solve things through words and he can't. It has yeah, to be no. through violence.
2: Yeah, yeah. I know that's like the inherent contradiction in, how, in terms of how this character is portrayed is, is what kind of bothers me about it. Now, there's a clever way for them to go about uh, him being contradictory in that respect. You know, where, you know, during the course of the match, he does everything he can to avoid actual, like, confrontation. Maybe that means... Uh, if he does, you know, get any moves off, it's all in terms. It's all reversals mm-hmm. and it's all technical stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not yeah. throwing blows. Yeah. And then at some point, rest, not looking or something. He cheats the win. He gets the win that way. Yeah. Like, I feel like that's a, a you know, maybe that's what I just more so expect out of this particular character. When when he's saying, oh, this is a safe space. There could be two winners tonight, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's not what we're getting. And so for me, it's like there's a disconnect there. I'm trying to make sense of it. Yeah. And, you know, the, the the idea that you just threw out there, like I have zero faith that WB would be in any way be able to Same. handle that.
1: Same. Correctly. I don't.
2: And I and, and knowing who, in the macro sense, I'm not talking about who's there day-to-day handling NXT Creative, who in the macro sense is maybe overseeing WB mm-hmm. Creative. Like I don't have any, I like nothing tells me that they would even think about doing something as directly as that.
1: I don't necessarily think they would either. However, we do know certain things about Shawn Michaels and what he's had. And he's had to check people backstage about certain things in the news. And he is running day to day. I have I do not know anything about Joe Gacy, the human being like the person portraying him. If he came to like HBK or Vance or Bruce or whoever's running things there and said, hey, I have an idea for a character. He's a reformed MAGA guy, right? And for, for whatever reason, and then you bring in this Gunnar Harlan guy as the guy from his past who's trying to like reel him back in or something. I have no idea if that's the case. I'd be I'd be interested if the wrestler brought that idea to them and they're like, yeah, OK, run with it. We'll see where it goes. It probably is exactly what a lot of people here. Like I see in, in chat here, Tronin says his, his character is just Vince's way to try to mock people on the left. It's stupid. That's entirely possible. It, and in fact, probably likely. They literally did Antifa as retribution. They did that. Mm-hmm. And then we find out, you know, and then it's like, well, they don't really know how to grasp those ideas and, and, and how to turn that into a compelling idea. So they just made them into people with masks. So I don't think so. But I'm watching the product and I'm like, hey, Joe Gacy does seem like he, number one, he does have a good screen presence and he does have a charisma about him. I'd like to think. That they're gonna try something deeper? Are they? Probably not. Probably not. I think I'm it'd be a. a I'd be. It'd be a cool idea, or at least it'd be an idea that I think would be worth, in the right hands, exploring. Um. You know, is it pro wrestling and it's clunky and and dumb because it's under WWE? Probably. But it's sort of the vibe I got. I'm gonna run with it. I'm gonna keep every week. I'm gonna find little bits and pieces of this story. All right. All right and point it out oh here we go if it turns out to be something not even close to that (laughs) yeah yeah he ends up yeah he ends up being he in fact he's like a a a recovering gambler who's uh uh who's like you know and then duke and then he has a thing with duke hudson or something uh a bad here and chat has the nxt 2.0 numbers six hundred and thirty-two thousand viewers 0.13 in the demo uh, which Isn't is that about what it was last week. Yeah, it was one point one four in the demo, and I forget what the overall viewers. I thought the overall viewership was 640,
2: no, 630. What was it? It was something around there. Yeah, something I can like look. That. I'll look here. That, seem, look that here seems. That seems like yeah. Part All right, of now talk about Tony D'Angelo because I know you really want.
1: Oh, I thought it was great. I thought I thought that. Uh, and I'm trying to put my finger on it, man. I'm trying to put my finger on it, but number one, the crowd at, what do they call it now? I don't know. The don't NXT know Arena. <laughs> CWC, whatever it is. The crowd there I thought was really good last night. They did they had they did not need to pump in any noise because I thought oh, they, they did though. They did. Oh, they totally did. They totally did. And they yeah. Um I thought the crowd was good last night. They were really behind Tony D'Angelo. And I know um, at the yeah. Let me ahead. stop you real quick. Uh, six fifty five point one four last <laughs> week. Oh, so it went down another twenty thousand. Here's yep. the thing about NXT 2.0. Don't get too excited about this show because I don't know it's going to be on the air for six more months. I mean, I don't know. They they can find way to boost ratings. They you know Halloween Havoc. Maybe that'll hit seven hundred thousand. I don't know. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, if it continues on this course, I I, I don't know if it's going to stay on the air. But uh, but while it's on, we're going to talk about it. Yes. So he comes out and they did in fact his the intro to his music. Was Godfather esque, it was the traditional whatever you'd hear, right? Uh, and then it has it kicks in. It's got a beat. Crowd was going nuts for Tony D'Angelo. He gets in. He tries to grease the ref. He gets he in his ear. Some money. Yeah. He tries to yeah. slip him some money. He tries to grease him. Is that an appropriate term? I don't because know. greasing somebody is when you when you try to bribe them. That's I what it, so. it's a yes. payoff. Yes. Yeah. Okay.
2: Yes. Yes. I, uh, I like I like the velour
1: tracksuit. I love that. That was great. He's got. A, he's. He's. I think he's on the tall side and he's he's well
2: built he's muscular yeah he's muscular
1: yeah. um you can tell obviously he's got a solid amateur background cuz he utilized some of that i did think i thought they put him in there with a smaller very athletic opponent who could sell really well for him malik blade i thought that was good mm-hmm. um i thought his character work was fine i thought that was good mm-hmm. um i thought that 70% of the match didn't need to be one uh, headlock, headlock. Yeah, that was my main complaint, because obviously, I mean, they probably signed this guy in February, so he probably knows this one match. But I thought he had a crisp looking sort of snap swinging neck breaker for his finish. Uh, That was fine. There wasn't a whole lot of storytelling in the match. It was very basic, but that's the sort of what we're getting from 2.0. Yes, but the crowds behind him. I think the crowd wants this guy to succeed, you know, and maybe it's maybe they're cheering him on in, in an ironic sense. Um but I hope I hope the guy does well uh, because they saddled him with this gimmick that again is very sort of divisive, and uh, and yeah, I'm I'm all in, man. I'm all in. Tony D is my dude. He's my he's the guy that I'm pulling for in NXT 2.0. Yeah, yeah, for sure.
2: I'm looking through the class, the the February 2021 class. It's all just people that are on TV right now, right? Yeah, a lot of them. <laughs> yep, there's Tony D'Angelo.
1: There he is. See? Yep, there he is. That February class is going to end up like 20 years from now. People are going to be just talking about that class as like the most mm-hmm. epic class ever to come out of wrestling. Yep. Yeah. 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 That was good stuff. Uh, let's hop into it, man. We've been talking enough about NXT 2.0, so we'll just get into it. Kicked off. This was kind of a bummer to me. I mean, I always have to separate myself from, you know, I, I really like Mandy Rose. I think she's great. But Ember Moon is one of my favorite in-ring wrestlers, mm-hmm. period. Not mm-hmm. in WWE, not in NXT, not in just not period. in the women's yes. division. Period. Ember yes. yes. Moon is one of my favorite wrestlers. Um, it's a shame she's never really been able to find a character that works for her. Um, Mandy Rose ended up getting the win here. Uh, not even with any like were there distractions from talk. There was it nope. was just straight up win.
2: Well, yeah, 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 just for a little bit because like it was earlier in the match though. Yeah, hits, yeah I meant uh, towards the finish. Yeah. No, not towards the finish though. Yeah. She hits JC Jane with the suicide dive. And then uh, hits a apron power bomb on Mandy, mm-hmm. but then she gets distracted by Gigi for a moment, and so when she gets back in the ring, Mandy Rose can hit her in the back or something, and mm-hmm. so Mandy Rose has the advantage for a pip. Yeah, no, I mean Mandy Rose just evaded an eclipse, hits her running knee for the win. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's like I mean she's like, she's always had a great V trigger. She's always had a great oh yeah it's knee. fantastic yeah it's, it fantastic. looks great. So I'm not I'm not mad at it. Um, After that, we had uh, Legato Del Fantasma promo commentaries talking about Hit Row heading to SmackDown. Mm -hmm. So Santos and and his friendos talk about SmackDown saving Hit Row, claiming that uh, Swerve and them are running away from them. Uh, He says, but prove you're a man by facing me for your NXT 2.0 North American Championship. Uh, Mm -hmm. So that'll probably go down at Halloween Havoc, I'd imagine. No, it's next week. Oh, that's happening next week. Okay, never next mind. Week. That was announced. Next week. Okay.
2: Yeah, it was announced next week.
1: Ooh, that'll be a good one.
2: It'll be a good match, yeah. Uh, after that, we had Odyssey Jones versus LA Knight. Uh, finish this one. Saw Jones with the upper hand and Andre Chase of Andre Chase University, of course, runs out to the apron. Jones hits him off. Uh, but while Jones is distracted by Chase, LA Knight hits Odyssey with a neckbreaker from behind. He covers. Jones gets his foot under the rope. So they should break up the cover. Uh, Chase, though, pushes his foot back into the ring. Ref doesn't see it. Uh, L.A. Knight gets the win.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was kind of surprised. I was kind of surprised that L.A. Knight didn't go to main roster. I'm
2: surprised a lot of the veterans of NXT didn't go to the main roster. He was, on maybe, my... You know, maybe after Halloween Havoc, if we see some title changes, yeah. maybe it'll happen then. I don't know. Yeah, that's a possibility.
1: Just because it's a draft doesn't mean they have to take him there. Um, after that, we had a Cameron Grimes interview. Yeah, he talks about love being in the air. He's on the search to find himself some love, Larson. Mm -hmm. Uh, Pete Dunne shows up, and he just starts yelling, I don't know why. He just shows up. He's like, there's not a woman alive that wants you. And Dunne says, says, uh, I'm still the baddest man in NXT. He's just going around screaming that at everybody. Grimes completely no-sells him. He's like, yeah, yeah, fine, fine, fine. He's like, come on, face me in a match. He's like, yeah, yeah, okay, whatever. And because he has his eyes set, he's got a couple of ladies over there. So he goes over there. There's some poindexter talking to them. He says, scram. And then he's like, hey, how's it going? Are you guys taking or something like that? And she's like,
2: are either of you single?
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's not the most clever. For a guy who's pretty clever, it's not the most clever uh, pickup line. Hey, you single? No. No. Uh,
2: So after that, uh, Kyle O'Reilly, he steps up to Von Wagner. Von Wagner. says, hey, do you have a second? And he says, uh, "I want to know why you have my back." Vaughn tells him, "I saw an opportunity, I jumped on it. I don't like Ridge Holland or Pete Dunn any more than you do, but I respect you, Kyle O'Reilly. You got heart." Mm-hmm. And he keeps talking a little bit. Kyle O'Reilly cuts him off and says, "Oh, oh uh, uh, Vaughn Wagner says, wants to talk about trust." Yeah. Kyle O'Reilly says, "Over that, uh, based on the last year I've had, I don't trust anybody. You know, I appreciate what you did. Let me handle my business. Stay out of my way." Yeah uh, this is get...
1: this is such a it's such a weird such a weird know, did somebody done like yeah I'm, I'm I'm just looking at his words again here.
2: It's a weird dynamic, I know.
1: Yeah, it's it's a weird dynamic. He should be like, "Look, man, I'm new here. Uh, you know, I don't really know. Yeah, you you seem like you know where you're
2: You look like you know how to wrestle and I want to learn how to wrestle better." Or, so I want to, learn how to wrestle better. better.
1: Yeah, I found a dead body on my property and I'm trying to figure it out and you know, do you know? Do you know what I should do with dead body? <laughs> <laughs> he's like, "What? Nothing." Uh, after Never mind that, disregard, <laughs> disregard that, please. Uh, Tommaso Ciampa comes out. Uh, he calls out anyone in the locker room to challenge him. I don't know why he didn't just call out Braun Breaker because clearly, yeah, this is the guy, we all knew that was
2: going to happen, I right?
1: Know. So uh, Braun Breaker comes out. He says he's got gigantism in his balls, which is a pretty shocking revelation. He's like, I got the biggest balls of anybody in that locker room. And uh, he says, so I want to challenge him. And he says "It doesn't. he doesn't care if he's been here four minutes, four days, or four months. He wants the NXT title. It's like, no, nah, I mean, you've been there, uh, what, eight months now. So <laughs> you can't say four years, though. Uh, yeah. Champa says, uh, you know, the difference between me and you, Braun Breaker, is that I need this title. You just kind of mildly want it. And uh, he says, but at Halloween Havoc, you'll get your shot.
2: Yeah. Uh, After that, we have a Joe Gacy promo, not in the ring. He's in the room. And he says, while the world stood still, uh, social media platforms crashing, he says, I sat with my voice, the voice of a righteous and inclusive generation. He says, I know uh, one platform that won't crash, and that's NXT 2.0 course that remains to be seen <laughs> continues Suzanne, tonight i use uh, the ring as a safe space Is my safe space and uh w- 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 will prove that conflict can be resolved peacefully that there can be two winners
1: well
2: one winner uh after that we
1: had uh, oh i didn't i i saw just the first part of this when indy hartwell right, was talking right. about the large size of dexter loomis's uh organ
2: yeah, that's pretty much, you know, Persia's asking Indy how the honeymoon went. She says amazing. Uh, she really wore out Dexter Loomis. That's why he's not at the show tonight. They went through two packets. Yeah, two packets. And, yeah,
1: not two like two packages. Yeah, yeah, okay. That's a lot. Yeah, What is there? And then, th- I mean, it's been a it's like 12.
2: <laughs> I think so. That sounds right. <laughs> um, and then that's when she, yeah, I was talking about uh, Loomis Anyways, they notice smoke's coming out From underneath the door, just like in the hallway And so they open the door And then there's Boa in there With Mei Ying, mm-hmm. like they're talking And Boa just turns around and yells at him To get out mm-hmm. Yeah, That was it, yeah. so they close the door and leave and From yeah. that, a match happened <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah um, Yeah, nine and a half, geez It's like Dirk Diggler down there, man It's like an Eddie Adams situation at a pool party. I <laughs> mean, I see it please. <laughs> right now? <laughs> yes, please.
2: Uh, go watch Boogie Knights people. It's great. It's great. Anyways. Uh after that we had uh Ikamanjiro versus Joe Gacy. Uh again, Joe Gacy kind of made some really super superficial <laughs> uh uh Jonathan
1: uh, said nine and a half soft <laughs> S-A-W-F-T
2: Like Joe Gacy was trying to like play peacekeeper in like the most <laughs> superficial and non-substantial ways possible during this match. He was actively trying to hit moves. Yeah. His finish know. is great and it's explosive. It's
1: a handspring, uh Larry line. Yeah. 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 It's awesome. But it's like, yeah, it's he, that's the point
2: though. It's like explosive and violent, you know? And it's like, I yeah. And that's it's what I'm trying uh, to see if the, if the, the contradiction in this character is intended or they just don't know how to do it. You know, I mean, right now, I'm not sure.
1: History dictates it. It's the latter. But I don't like that's dude. Why. I'm trying to give some benefit to the doubt. And I know I'm like Charlie Brown and Lucy. I get that. But I don't know. Maybe you got a guy like Joe Gacy.
2: Maybe he's maybe he's interested in telling complex stories. I don't know. Well, he might. But I don't feel like W is terribly interested in telling complex stories. If you want to know why, just listen to Bruce Pritchard's podcast. I know. Um, I know. I know. Another situation where I don't have faith WD do anything actually interesting with this. WD proved me wrong. Um so, anyways, afterwards he helps up uh Gacy helps up Jiro, gives him a hug, he leaves, and as mentioned earlier, upstanding in the crowd, I don't know, like eight rows up. I know there's eight rows there. Six <laughs> rows maybe. There's Gunnar Harlem, whatever they're calling Parker Boudreaux now, standing just staring at Joe Gacy. Joe Gacy looks back up and kind of smirks at it, but that's it.
1: Yeah. So I don't know if Parker Boudreaux
2: supposed to have known him already. Don't know anything. Yeah, don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. And commentary <laughs> didn't even name Parker Boudreaux. They just say they just like him. look at that weird fan
1: here in the yeah NXT zone. Maggie says if the lower third for Dexter doesn't simply say nine point five when he debuts on Main, then what's the point? I agree, man.
2: I agree. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, then we had the, the the two video packages I mentioned earlier. Cora Jade, where she talks about, uh, like th- I think she said, I don't know if it was during this or if commentary mentioned it that she graduated from high school early, so she began wrestling training mm-hmm. yeah. earlier. Yeah, um, a lot of you know her riding her skateboard, a lot of energy to it. It was it was pretty well put together. And after that, you get this cheesy Duke Hudson video package where he's he's a pro poker player now.
1: Right, he's a pro poker player. This poor. Fucker. But why was he the dealer in this thing? Wait, was He, he? was a dealer. He, was, he wasn't a dealer. Yes, he was was he, he? was the
2: dealer He was the dealer in, in Duke's poker He was poker naked he except was he was naked except for a vest and like because a gold he was, chain He was sitting there dealing out the five cards in front of him and when the other guy didn't win He, he like slammed his fist on the table. Oh, he was a so dealer. He's, so
1: he's like Johnny Swinger
2: Yeah, this is Swinger's he's, Palace. He,
1: he's got it or uh, 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 What's his name? Johnny? Johnny Bravo? The dealer, yeah, yeah, he was the dealer. It's called Duke's Poker Room. Okay, yeah, yeah, it was Duke's Poker Room. Yeah, I just thought he was a fucking like you know he was playing some strip poker or something like that. You know, I mean, I guess he could be the dealer for that. I don't know. It was just it was just a smoky ass room. Some poor sap goes in there. You know, he's like, oh, it's just a dude in a fucking vest, like a gold. He's like this
2: this guy in a vest in an empty room. This should be easy money. (laughs) (laughs) Dead.
1: Like you after
2: episode of Unsolved Mysteries. Right? Nothing. (laughs) He's like, oh man,
1: I've been kicked out of all the other casinos. (laughs) So I'm going to go into this fucking dark ass room. This weird smelly room with this naked guy with a vest who's got a poker table. All right, Duke, come on, let's go at it. And Duke's like, ha, I've got some bad news.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Take it for all he's worth. He
1: was the deal. That's great.
2: Oh God! Damn. Anyways, I'm I'm hoping in two weeks Duke Hudson has like a new gimmick because this is
1: awful. I hope awful. every week, every week a awful. new vignette with a new vocation. This week, card dealer. Next week, so uh, uh, repo guy. Well, no, I already did that. Uh, next week, uh, a uh, uh, pawn shop guy. Hardcore pawn.
2: That's good. No, that that wouldn't be good either. Vocational gimmicks are there's 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 usually a limit to a vocational gimmick.
1: No way, man. If you got a, you got a job, you got a wrestling gimmick. That's what I say. Cybersecurity expert. Do customers. All
2: Hudson. right. Uh, anyway, Car that, salesman. Had... Okay.
1: Bathroom attendant. Thank you, Enforcer. Chats, right. just, Chat's just just lit- listing off all sorts of just Throwing out various locations. vocations. Yeah. Wrestling pod <laughs> fluffer. Oh god.
2: <laughs> all right. <laughs> Next, Cora Jade versus Virginia Ferry. Well, we thought that was going to be the match. Frankie Monet pulls Virginia Ferry out of the ring with the bell even rings. <laughs> you thought you were going to have a match? You're wrong. You're wrong. <laughs> Hits her with the glam slam on the floor, and the Robert Stone goes and yells to the ring announcer, this is a new match. Frankie Monet is her opponent. And uh, the ring announcer is like, what, really? And he goes, yeah, it's, it's official. And then that was the match. Regal is just
1: locked up in his room. Not like I think last week he made some announcement about a title or something. Nowhere to be found this week. Nowhere to be found. I'm taking a ticket. Like they had that dude. They had that whole thing with him and Samoa Joe, where it was like, "Oh, you got to get control of this place. I'm going to help you." You're wrong. We made we hit it up. that reset
2: button. That's yeah. a reset button, man.
1: That's a reset button right there, man. We made it up
2: made it up anyway so uh, Frankie Monet is dominating this match uh, Trey Baxter comes out to to help you know cheer on Cora uh, apparently it worked to some degree because uh, Frankie's going for another glam slam and uh, Cora Jade reverses that into a roll up to get the win yeah that was cool the crowd
1: the crowd was into that too the crowd's starting to learn the characters are you know figuring them out uh, What's-her-face? Uh, uh, oh, that came a little bit later. Um, so after that, we had an MSK interview, but that quickly just went off the rails because they were asked about their original totally eight-man the match being turned into the Fatal 4-Way. Kourizou's young veterans come in. They say, oh, you found another loophole, huh? You found two more opponents because you don't want to face us uh, Team tag team to tag team. I was going to say man-to-man, but you get the point. Uh, he says, because he can't pin us. And MSK said, fine, we'll make it an elimination match. And then uh, Jensen and Briggs come in, and uh, the other guys come in, and they all just start fighting everywhere. And I'm like, "If they really should have done that, where it like, turned into the Grizzled Young Veterans versus MSK, but I guess they're just sort of waiting for that for later or something. I don't
2: know. Maybe, Maybe it'll happen at Halloween Havoc. Who knows? Could be, yeah. Who
1: knows? Uh, after that, we had a Tommaso Ciampa interview, but that was quickly interrupted by joe gacy uh he says uh, you know champ i heard you say uh call out the the person with the biggest balls in the locker room but you're putting out all that toxic energy uh saying i speak for the people who feel they don't have a voice and i want a shot at your title and Champa says fine you beat me next week you can hop into the main event at halloween havoc and gacy tries to hug him he's like no and then he he used his own catchphrase against him. I forget exactly what he said. It probably He
2: helped. says, uh, the ring won't be oh. a, spa- a safe space for yeah. you next yeah, week. Yeah, it's not going to be a safe space, yeah. Yeah. Uh, then we got Pete Dunn versus Cameron Grimes. Uh, so the finish of this, uh, Pete Dunn kick Cameron Grimes. He goes to the corner rip off the turnbuckle. He's just trying to distract the ref. So Ridge Holland pulls Grimes with the apron. He's about to hit him with the nightstick. Kyle O'Reilly runs out to make the save. He brawls with uh, Ridge Holland a little bit. Pete Dunn comes out to ringside. He throws Kyle O'Reilly over the announce table, turns around. Grimes hits him, Dunn, with a PK, a penalty kick, puts him back in the ring. He's looking for a caveman. Cave uh, Dunn evades, kind of does a reverse powerbomb onto the top rope, hits Bitter End to get the win. Mm-hmm. Kyle O'Reilly tries to attack after the match. Ridge, Holland, and Pete Dunn just lay him out, yeah. destroy him. Yeah, Yep. Uh, After that, we
1: had a Hit Row promo. They're very happy about being drafted to SmackDown. They said, yeah, everybody's buzzing about us, but uh, nobody's buzzing about you. We're not running from you. SmackDown chose us we're running to the money. And uh, Swerve accepts the challenge from Santos
2: Escobar. Yeah. And then we find out that during the commercial break, Von Wagner came out to the ring to help Kyle O'Reilly to the back.
1: He had kind of a Buster Bluth vibe. He kept on like, hey, brother. (laughs) <laughs> trying to rub his shoulders. Oh. Hey, Kyle. Von Wagner, leave me alone. Uh,
2: after that, ah. Oh. Is, is Von Wagner going to go to Army?
1: <laughs> yeah, he's going to go to Army. Oh, man. After that, we had uh, Tony D'Angelo versus Malik Blade. Uh, we already talked about this, really. A lot of headlock tries to, to bribe the ref. Uh, big response. Uh 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 Tony he, he had this k- cool looking takedown slash spear type thing that looked kind of yeah. cool it looked, you know his, his the moves that he had were fairly explosive and crisp and I like that he's probably going to be a little while before he can put together like a real match like a yeah, long yeah. match you know yeah 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 um so yeah he gets the win there with uh like a swing neck breaker yeah,
2: like a swinging like fisherman neckbreaker mm-hmm. type yeah, deal. Yeah, right, right.
1: But yeah, it did have a good amount of snap to it. Mm-hmm. Um, after that, we had a Carmelo and Trick interview uh, where they just talk about their thoughts on the match. I didn't really write any notes for what they oh, said. Oh, it's just
2: here. they were just talking about how they got into this tag title match, and Carmelo didn't even have to use his yeah you know, uh, his contract.
1: Now that I remember it, it was just like they just started throwing their catchphrases around incessantly. I don't miss. I don't miss. He doesn't miss. I don't miss. And then I forget what Trick says,
2: like "bouted bad" or something like that. I
1: don't know. Yeah, how something says.
2: like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, after that, we had Indy Hartwell versus Mei Ying. This was this match was booked because uh, uh, Indy Hartwell was evidently concerned there was a fire going on at the CWC. She opened a door to check. No, it wasn't a fire. It was just Mei Ying and Boa that angered Mei Ying. Therefore, this match happened. They gotta do something about the lighting in the CWC during these uh, Mei Ying matches like the, the the mystique is is gone gone dude
1: so like again this is one of those things where i've just elected to move on from it because it i, I th- the presentation still is atrocious to me the the it's it's gaudy it's ugly um it's not you know you can have all these like in the logo up here if you're watching on youtube all these fucking colors in the logo you can have that if like you, you, the vibe is is sort of graphic design wise sound, and yeah. it's not. It's just thrown. It's a mess. It's everywhere. just bright. It's, it's just like bright. The, the aesthetic yeah. is just bright. It's just a mess. Like you look at at any given moment, if the camera, if the if the entrance is in the background, it's just this garbled, buzzy, noisy mess of color, and it's ugly. So that's going to be like one of the last things I say about that. But th- dude. They're gonna have an issue if they want anybody with Mystique at all. Because Mei Ying is all Mystique and it looks goofy out there. It looks comical. Yeah,
2: yeah with the, the 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 arena so bright. hmm Yeah, it really does. It really does. Yeah. And then she lost. So uh, Yeah. Yeah. So that. Mei Ying and Indy, they tumble out, out of the ring to the floor. Uh Mei Ying pushes Indy into the ring post, it's about the kicker. Persia. Pushes Indy out of the way and eats the boot herself, and then Indy pushes Mei Ying into the ring post, puts her back in the ring, hits the springboard springboard elbow for the win. Uh, her and Persia walk up the ramp, and Mei Ying sits up, kind of like the Undertaker.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because
2: it's, it's there's no mystique to it now. No, there just there, isn't.
1: there really isn't. Even like when uh, I mean a similar type character, Su Young, in Impact, they like bring fog up, they do they dick with the lights a little bit and it's like you know i mean impact is just, it's 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 lit like a normal wrestling show this is not this is lit like a nickelodeon kid show it's just it's so super bright it's really bright you could see bright. every single person there in their cross arms and they're doing their phones and stuff on the, i
2: don't know why you know what really bothers me is when the shot's right and you can see like what's on the ceiling <laughs> yeah. and you can see what's on the walls that aren't is it covered by all this bright led stuff yeah like for some reason this it, it just makes the space seem small. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it bothers me.
1: Yeah, they really should have called up all of Tian They really should yeah. have. Because you put yeah. Tian Shaw on Raw and it looks normal. You know, it's like, yeah. okay, that works. SmackDown a little bit less because that's a pretty bright show. But raw, red and and, and and blacks, it's you know, it works. Anyways, uh backstage, uh, we've got uh what's her full name? Lash? Lash Legend. Lash Legend. Thank you. Talking about next week's episode, she's like, "Oh, it's gonna be a great." They're like in a kitchen somewhere, and then Tony D shows up. He offers himself up as a guest, and uh, and then she's like, "Yeah, maybe." She claims then to be uh, that that her talk show was such fire that it shut down Facebook and Instagram. She's claiming responsibility.
2: Yeah. Uh, after that we had a diamond Vine, diamond mine video package. Uh, it's pretty much Malcolm Bivens uh, doing profiles on each Roll member. Roll call. Yeah. Of diamond mine. But I thought it was pretty
1: solid. I thought this was really well done. I'm really just glad that Malcolm Bivens gets to talk normally regularly on TV. Um because yeah. I thought he was really good here. Yeah, he introduced everybody and and sort of what they brought to the table and then they got to talk mm-hmm. a little bit. But it was this was a really well produced. It segment. was really well. Like it, it was it was really it was yeah. really good stuff. I mean, it, I honestly wish that if it wasn't... They, they could have done 2.0 a lot better in presentation. Like, this kind of thing, if this was a bit more par for the course. Like, when we were talking about uh, Gable Steveson on the Raw recap the other day, and I thought it'd be cool, he's drafted, you're building mm-hmm. him a thing, why don't you do little segments like this, updating us on his progress... That could be really cool. So by the time we see him and he debuts, we give a shit. Um, 2.0 should be a lot more like
2: this, you know, especially with a bunch of new talent, yeah. little video packages like the core Jade one, I thought was really good because mm-hmm. it felt genuine, you know? Yeah, I know. It felt I like agree. this This is this is this is, you know, her turned up to 11, essentially, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And then, and then again, you got the Duke Hudson thing, which is like the <laughs> fifth gimmick he's had <laughs> since we first seen him. And you're like, this is just something they're just they just pulled out of yeah. the box of gimmicks. The worst. Here, Duke, you're a pro poker player now. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what? And as as as, as charismatic and, and as charming as Duke may be, mm-hmm. there's nothing genuine about it. No, it's nothing. not it doesn't cater
1: to him at all. That he did not show up and say, Hey, I think I should be a poker
2: dealer. I mean, maybe offhand he was like, you know, uh It's probably this here here. it's like they 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 set him down it's like here tell us some things you like to do I like to go to my buddy's house play cards you're a poker player
1: say no more say no more yeah. it's like well I have other interests no what you just said is it we're short on time we got this they're
2: like we got this <laughs> put this gold vest on we, and go to this room <laughs> we got this
1: gold vest we found in the box you can put this on and a gold chain no do it yeah ugh <sighs>
2: Uh, After that, we had a Raquel Gonzalez interview. She says that she's received Toxic Attractions message. Toxic Attractions. And uh, it's like, hey, you know, this title I've got, sorry, she says, I've been dominating the women's division for a year. This title I have is not a fashion accessory. This belt means you're the best woman in the best women's division. And she tells Mandy, if you think drop dropkick messed up your face, touch this title again, and you won't be posing for a, pictures on the gram to be posing for a body cast so toxic attraction comes to stage uh, mandy tells raquel to stop she used to admire her, but now you're she's become desperate and you're a desperate champ who knows your reign is coming to an end they're taking over and not even the unstoppable raquel gonzalez is going to slow them down and then Gigi says mandy is championship material myself and jc championship material uh, and then, uh, she says, uh, to Raquel, like, you can just, just all you can do is stare in awe. And Raquel says, What well, I can't stop staring at is the staples I put in Mandy's head Dang. after hitting her with the title. Um, anyways, toxic attraction. They circle the ring. They're about to attack. Zoe and EO run out to make the save. Yep. Uh, backstage, Von Wagner, hey, Kyle.
1: Hey, brother. He says, Uh, Next week, it's you and me versus Ridge and Pete, brother. He says, Whether you like it or not, I'm the only one that has your back. He kind of, he kind of like when I heard him talk, he kind of talks like the B man, Patrick Sparks, here on the show. Hey, Friendo. Hey, Kyle O'Reilly. Next week, uh, you got you and me versus Ridge and Pete. I'm the only one that has your back. I don't know where he's from. I'm checking that right now. Uh, Yeah, because he has kind of, he kind of, I don't know where, where is Patrick from again? Hey, Friendos. Pat here. He's from New England, I think. Oh, yeah. I'm giving him more of a Minnesota vibe, though. It's Pat here in the chat? I don't know. Uh, so you look that up. Backstage, uh, Raquel is telling Eo and Zoe. She didn't need their help. And Zoe's like, uh, yeah, Eo's like, well, I don't Ron like Liger's you. from Minnesota. Oh, it sounds like it, then. That's why.
2: Oh, my internet went out for a
1: second. No, you're back. He ta- Minnesota. He yeah, sounds Minnesota. like he's from Minnesota. Hey, Kyle O'Reilly. Yeah, we're going to take them on, you know. <laughs> That's going to be fun. Uh, so, yeah, EO's like, I don't like you very much. And Zoe's like, chill out, EO. I know you don't like anybody. And uh, and so they're like, you know, we're all, Zoe's like, we're all champions. We have to act like it. And then India and Persia come up, and they're like, you're not for very long. We're going to be tag champions, so they're going to go
2: after those yeah. titles. Yeah. Then we get our main event, uh, Fatal 4 away Tag Team Match. Uh, that's Elimination, too. Elimination, Fatal 4-Way Tag Team Match. You got uh, Briggs and Jensen. You got Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams. You got grizzled young veterans and MSK, uh, uh, Trick and Carmelo. The first eliminated after MSK hit their finisher on Trick Williams. Uh, later on, Gibson thinks he has Wesley pinned. However, he did not. Uh, he was not aware that Briggs had tagged himself in, mm-hmm. uh, and then Briggs and Jensen hit Gibson with a double choke slam. Pin him. Grizzled young veterans eliminated. Mm. So uh, Briggs and Jensen are looking for uh, like a double team power bomb on Wesley Carter. Breaks that up by tackling uh, Briggs out of the ring. Lee then hits Jensen with a, a Hurricane Rana right into a roll up to get the win. MSK retains. Afterwards, Briggs and Jensen they pick up those tag titles and then give them to the MSK. They kind of tried to milk it a little bit, like, "Oh, are we going to turn heel?" So they leave. But when they leave, Imperium hits the ring and attacks MSK uh briggs and jensen eventually it takes them a little bit run back to the ring to help <laughs> and yeah. then imperium just leaves yeah yeah
1: and uh that's it that's nxt 2.0
2: yeah you want to do a quick re- uh preview of dynamite here there's only four matches in all there. right so what
1: do we got because i got to start so we're doing our predictions during the show during the show impact like we did style. the last
2: impact show yeah impact we just refer style. to that impact style at this point. so there's four matches announced elite versus There's The Elite versus Brian Danielson and Friends. Of course, that's Christian Cage, Jungle Boy, Luchasaurus. There's Sammy Guevara defending the TNT title against Bobby Fish. Uh, There's Serena Deeb versus Hikaru Shida. Okay. And then the Casino Ladder Match, where you have, there's Mox, Lance Archer, Orange Cassidy, Matt Hardy, Pac, and Andrade, and The Joker.
1: What's the uh, record for uh, 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 The Joker winning these things? pretty good all right all right all right I'd like this is gonna come down to the casino ladder match I feel you like think the, so. I think I feel like our predictions are gonna come down to that I do. all right because the others I mean with the exception of maybe the elite versus Brian and friends, but I feel like the elite's gonna win that the oh, other really? i
2: kind of I kind of feel like it's gonna go the other way
1: you think so you didn't see the go home to that on rampage though Uh-uh. what happened um we have to watch the show no uh the the, the, the the Brian had Kenny Omega in the LaBelle lock while right in front of him Jungle boy had Adam Cole in the snare. And so they the, the go-home math was really good for uh, for the elite there. For
2: the elite. I just yeah. kind of feel like I wonder if they're going to do a thing they're going to have give Danielson. Like Kenny's going to dodge Danielson at every turn, but in the process, Danielson is going to start beating members of the elite so he gets his record up enough to maybe justify another title match.
1: Yeah, Brian needs to get that record up, huh? But it's not a singles yeah. match. Doesn't that matter?
2: Not the overall record, I don't
1: think. No? All right. Yeah, maybe it'll be them. I don't know. I'll see.
2: But then again, maybe it's a tag match, so it won't count. I don't know. Don't know.
1: Who's the weakest man of all? Of it? how many? Is it six man? Is that what? It is four man? It's uh, man? eight man.
2: Eight man. So it's it's Kenny. It's Cole. It's the Young Bucks. Okay, yeah. versus Oof, wow. Danielson, Cage, Jungle Boy, and Luchasaurus.
1: Cole did beat Jungle Boy, but it was also a cheaty win. Yeah, I'll think about that one. Think about that one. Um, and any, but yeah, I mean, so. Yeah, but otherwise Sheed is totally going to win and Sammy Guevara is totally going to win. Yeah, Sammy's totally going to win. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, let's go ahead and answer some questions. Yeah. Let's see here. I just put up a post today. Let's see. if Oh, wow. Four comments. Four comments or four questions. Moses opposes. Oh, there already was a thread. I did one last night. Wow. Look at me. Oh, wow. I was so excited. Here we go. Nine questions. Uh, Moses opposes. If NXT 2.0 became the NXT game show of old, which current roster member would do best?
2: Oh, on on. so if uh, I NXT feel, 2.0 uh, talent was... Okay, yeah,
1: I feel, Ga- okay. I feel it'd be Gacy. I feel it'd be Joe Gacy. Now, if the question is... That's kind of unfair because he's been wrestling for, like, ever...
2: It's like, how much how much how much of the of the original NXT the game show, how much of that was kayfabed? I have no idea. No clue. I don't think I ever
1: watched it. No idea, but I get the feeling that I mean that I mean obviously they had matches and the matches were Kfabed. I don't know about like the competition aspect of it. I imagine that was probably yeah, yeah, a shoot. Yeah, that's how I met. Probably that was yeah, probably a shoot because maybe, maybe. Yeah. Um I'm going to take Gacy out of it. Just people who were signed in February who would do the best. You got Braun Breaker, oh, Von Wagner. Oh, Von Wagner has been around for a while. He's been in NXT for a while. Okay. Well, let's say, let's just, when I say February, I mean people that. Debuted
2: in the 2.0 era.
1: Yes. Right. Like uh, NXT class, you know, like Gacy was wrestling. all. Briggs was wrestling also. Jensen is new.
2: Jensen is. Yeah. Yeah, you know. yeah, we haven't seen Jensen on TV right prior to 2.0. I mean, I still give the edge based on what we've seen to Braun Breaker of the 2.0 guys. His character is the most genuine. He seems the most comfortable on the mic. Granted, it's a very small sample for in ring. What I've seen, he can comport himself fine. Yeah, it's Breaker. It's Breaker. In terms of the total package, yeah. you got to give the edge to Braun Breaker. I
1: mean this this question here is a is given, Stevie uh, the Enforcer, Stevie Bradley. Tony D'Angelo, Hall of Famer, yay or nay? I mean, right now, yay. He's on He's on the road. Look at how, first match, he already has that crowd
2: just thoroughly behind him. All right. Uh, bear winning, power rank, who you would put in a faction with Tony D'Angelo to make a new FBI, only requirement they have to be of Italian descent. I don't know who else is no where's
1: Fabian Eichner from Italy I believe okay well there you go there's the guy I'll continue as you look uh, rich Mandy versus Raquel is Mandy going to take that title and why is the answer 100% yes
2: Yeah, probably.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, this is interesting. Frederick the Dino says I checked who Joe follows on Twitter to see if there's a possibility that he pitched similar to something that what Steve mentioned. Yeah, Gacy is definitely a shoot liberal, which mean which could still mean he just got this character. I mean, yeah, it could totally mean that he still just got the character foisted upon him, but
2: makes you wonder. Maybe. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, Dang MQ with Crown Royal on a Thursday At the same time as NXT UK What is the schedule for that day? We'll do Crown Royal
1: I guess Crown Royal is not going to go up against NXT UK
2: No no they're on the same thing They're on the same thing So if anything NXT UK will either be postponed Or preempted or something like that yeah. They'll push it later in the What day. time does Crown Royal start? 11? 10? 10 or 11 in the morning On a Thursday?
1: Yeah Yeah, I got no problem with that. Oh, we're going to be without the Enforcer. That sucks. I know. What a bummer. Uh, Rich's question. I think Mandy's probably going to beat Raquel. What do you think?
2: Raquel should be drafted. She should go up to main roster. She should have been drafted. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. I honestly have no idea. I don't know. Yeah. Because, I mean... Yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I honestly don't know.
1: Yeah. <laughs> NXT has us perplexed. Uh Gregory Fiella. Why does Parker look like Hellraiser now? That'd be wouldn't that be awesome? Well, no, not in that arena.
0: <laughs> I was
1: gonna say, wouldn't it be cool if they
2: made him look like a pseudo Hellraiser guy? If they said if he looked like Pinhead? Yeah. But, but the, not in that arena. House lights so bright, we're like, "All right, this is lame." It's so goofy. it's like the worst makeup it's I've like ever seen. Like when Evil came out with his like laser fingers. Yeah, uh, Jimmy Thomas and Kayfabe. Why would you ever tag in an elimination tag match? No, I know, I know, I get that. Yeah, 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 I get yeah. that.
1: You'd never break up a pin either, unless
2: it's your guy. Yeah. Uh, White Brownie if the viewership and demo continues to dip could you see them changing the booking for 2.0 no I don't think they care this is all about development uh, developmenting, developing new talent
1: well okay
2: so long as USA is is not threatening that's, to cancel the show yeah. that's the only thing that might convince them to do something different and acor- according
1: different. to that Sean Ross app to the Fightful Select article USA is pretty happy with the changes
2: um so like I don't know man. Six hundred thousand for that time spot. Good for USA could be, I don't know.
1: I mean, look, if we, we had always heard that TNT would be happy with 500,000, uh, for dynamite. Yep. So that's always what I go by. 500,000 yep. seems like you're doing good. I don't know if you want to flirt with, you know, doing just 130 better than that, but if you book out special events to aim at Halloween havoc, um, you know, and if, if you tried it to get some buzz around your product,
2: Enforcer has his own pitch meeting here. Enforcer, what do you like to do? I like to look for horse. Say no more. You're a wildlife photographer.
1: (laughs) Enforcer says, oh, here we go. I feel a cough coming on whenever that day of Crown Royal is. (coughs) Can't come in. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. We might have the Enforcer with us. Uh, Don't tell his uh, his bosses there. Patrick Sparks says, book a feud between Duke and Tony D. Starting with Tony holding up Duke's poker room. Oh, that's good. He holds up to... It's a uh, protection money.
2: That's, oh, that's a thing, a, yeah. wasn't
1: it? Isn't that, that's a thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Protection. Isn't that what uh, De Niro's uh, Brando did in, uh, good, in God Godfather? In Godfather 2.0. <laughs> <laughs> De Niro was a 2.0 guy. <laughs> they brought in another guy to play Brando? Yeah, it's a De Niro kid. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, Anthony R., do you think the blueprint for 2.0 is them doing TV shows, building up to TV events? For uh, Is that what we're going to get instead of TakeOvers? It's I believe entirely so. possible. It's I entirely think possible, it is yeah. entirely probable that we're going to get that. Yeah. I think maybe. It'd be cool if they did like annual. Good Lord, I've got a ton of these Milk dud boxes in my
2: garbage right here. <laughs> How many Milk Duds have you been eating?
1: I love Milk Duds, man.
2: Oh, they're great. They're so, like they get—they're so sticky though. They get caught in your teeth. That's why I can't stand. That's quite a few. <laughs> well, that's four. It's
1: four. It's four. At the, like it's
2: four at the top
1: of my. Garbage. Oh, all
2: right. Well, there's like two or three milk duds per box. Well, right? here's the thing. My uh,
1: my stepkid Summer, she had like a whole giant bag of candy, and so I just go mm-hmm. into her room and I take it, and then she yells at me. So I, I'm gonna—I ha- gotta go to Winco and get a new bag for her because she just yells at me a lot. My goodness, Got a lot of little mini Kit Kat rappers. In here oh my too. gosh, anyways, that's gonna do it for us, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Twitch chat, stick around, we'll answer some questions. Till next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye.